In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. We need to learn to do what comes unnatural for us, which is to love our wives, and the wives need to learn what comes unnatural to them, which is to respect their husbands. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10, and I'm Jim Ramos, your show host, here with our producer and co-host, Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? I'm doing really good. Hey, that's good to know. We're hidden in the new year here, and uh, time to rock and roll. Are you thinking about any goals you're setting this year? Don't have to share them. Yep, I sure am. You are going to hit me up? <laughs> are you going to do the push-up challenge? You know, uh, God. I know you could do it. I'm like, It's yeah. just the hard part is the discipline of God. doing it, because that's a lot of push-ups, and you can't do them. I, you, nobody's, most guys won't be able to do them in the first you just knock out 250. So you have right. to do it in you sets get to it. or throughout the day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I did the one, the 100 the day burpee challenge, and that was brutal. And I had to get realigned. Uh, my hip was out of socket after day 50. Yeah, burpees are <laughs> from Satan. Anyway, yeah. So, anyway, so the guys, uh, that's a goal for you if you want to do that this year. But hey, we don't have a lot of time to go through what we got to go through. Do you have a man word for me today? I do. My man word is bibliomania. And that is is that you. a WWE phrase? Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is you, man. It's it's a uh, bibliomania is here. <laughs> it is an extreme passion for books, oh. and I would say that is you. Um, I am learning and trying to learn to have an extreme passion. Uh, I like to listen to books. Yeah, you read them through me. Like you live, you read yeah, books vicariously I through do. me. And I know that I need to read more, but uh, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, anyways, that's my word. But it's funny because you retain more from the books I read probably than I do, it feels like. Because you're quoting books. I'm like, you didn't even read that book. You're like, yeah, but you did. And I remember that quote. I'm like, dude, whatever. Well, and I So grew that's up, impressive. I grew up in an Amway family, so I've listened. You can dream it. You can achieve it. Baby. I've listened to so many of these things all my life, It's but it's so good. You're it's like good. the church kid who, who doesn't go to church anymore because he went to church every Sunday. You're like the guy who had to listen to online books. You're like, screw that, man. Hey, well, <laughs> speaking of that today, uh, I want to talk about the top books for men that we have had on the Man in the Arena podcast. Now, we have had over 500 episodes, and many, many, many of those are authors. And I read 
50 to 60 books a year, and I try to honor authors by doing that. And so what I've done, because you guys have been asking us, hey, guys, we want to know what your favorite books are. I'm going to give you my top list of books for men from the Man in the Arena, Men in the Arena podcast. And guys, listen, I, I chose these. I'm going to list these alphabetically by name. We'll do eight today and eight next week. Uh, the I came up with 16 because these 16 stood out to me, not because I needed the top. I went through my library and I went through the interviews and I found the best. The best happened to be 16 books that stood out to me. These books are either books that impacted my life to change. They changed me personally, or I've read them multiple times, okay? Or it's a book that was just memorable in some way. And so I'm going to explain these to you. I'm going to give you the podcast episode so you can go back and listen to these books. But I've listed these alphabetically by the author's last name. So I don't want you to get wrapped up in the order because I could. some of the these are all equally outstanding books. So the first book was one that really surprised both Dale and I. Uh, we had a guy on who's passed away uh, since since we've had him. He died about two years ago, a guy named Reggie Campbell. He wrote a little short book for men called What Radical Husbands Do. And I think both you and me were impacted by this book. Yeah, that was good. You know, I still remember phrases like, when it comes to women, burn the ships. And I thought, oh, that's really good. You know, get rid of, don't even think about a second, you know, a game plan a what-if situation, burn the ships. I purged, like, hundreds of women from my Facebook page. Uh, he talked about accepting your wife, loving what your wife loves. I'm still today quoting from that book. It's just outstanding book. That's episode 362, and it's called What Radical Husbands Do by the late Reggie Campbell. The next one, number two, which is not number two in order, it's just the alphabetical order by the author's last name, is conversation let's call the book is called Let's Talk Conversation Starters for Dads and Daughters by Michelle Canfield. Now, I will say this. Michelle is the only woman we've actually had on the podcast besides my wife. And when guys hear of a woman doing men's ministries, they go, "Oh, whoa, whoa, but guys, I'm going to tell you something. She knows her lane. She stays in her lane. Michelle is also known as the dad whisperer. She's a woman who teaches men how to talk to their daughters. Her books are outstanding. I hi, I was in I was in Alabama Dale speaking at a men's event. And I had guys coming up to me going, <laughs> "Hey, do you live close to the dad whisperer?" So at the time she lived in Oregon, she since moved. But I had to connect with this woman and say, "Man, I need to get you my show." And so her book and any book she writes for men about how to communicate with their daughters is outstanding. Mm -hmm. That was episode 433 on the Men in the Arena podcast. The next one is author Gary Chapman. He wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. That book has sold 14-plus million copies. It is one of the most wildly quoted and spoken about books when it comes to marriage I've ever read heard people talk about. We've had Gary on our show multiple times. Every time I try to bring up this book because it's so important and through his counseling uh, career, uh, Gary realized that there, the problem with many marriages was that men did not know how to love their wives according to their bent. And men and wives didn't know how to love their husbands according to their bent. This bent, he determined, was the love languages. And he determined the 
the, there are language, uh, hopefully I can remember these love languages, the quality time, gifts, acts of service, words of affirmation, and physical touch. So those are the five uh, from memory uh, languages of love, and and he talks about learning your wife's love language and then loving her that way. My wife's love language is acts of service, which is interesting. You know, we call her the queen bee as a as a little you know uh, as a a term of endearment because she likes us to. When you serve my wife, it just brings out everything. Uh, she, she the love. So I I have learned to serve her because that is how she experiences my love for her. And so that's been, for me, it's words of affirmation. Uh, for you, it's words of affirmation. We thrive on these words. So it's important for our spouses to tell us how awesome we are. You know, that's important mm-hmm. to us. So number four is No More Christian Nice Guy by Paul Coughlin, uh, spelled C-O-U-G-H-L-I-N, but he pronounces it Coughlin. And, and he wrote this book 10 years ago, then he rewrote it again in 2020. And this book, book to me was impactful because it, it really challenges Christian men to move away from being nice. He actually would go as far as calling nice, I would say, a sin. Like, niceness is not good. In fact, the word nice, the original meaning of that word from, I think, the Latin means to ignore. It, it's It's a guy who who sees an issue and chooses not to do anything because he may be seen as mean or uh, disgruntled or disruptive. But he talks about the difference between between a nice man and a good man. And I just think that this is a book that uh, Christian guys need to read because this really is a problem in the church. He talks about being a peacemaker instead of a peacekeeper. And that's episode 316, guys. Book number five is The Smart Stepdad by Ron Deal. Now, guys, I, I got to tell you, we have a door, divorce rate in this country that's over 50%. Uh, and it's the same in the church, right? And so I'm I'm a child of divorce. My divor- parents got divorced when I was a teenager. I experienced the pain of divorce. I experienced um, uh, being raised in part by a stepdad and a stepmother. And I got to tell you, both my stepdad and stepmother did a great job, but I, I saw a lot of problems with my stepdad and the conflicts he had with my sister that he didn't have with us. And I realized there is a an art to being a good stepdad. And because this is something that's so passionate in my life, because I've experienced divorce as a child, Ron's stuff is outstanding. And Ron works with family life today. He's in charge of the, uh, the of working with step parents, and this is just a great book, and and anything that Ron writes is really outstanding, and that was episode 423, and I think we've had Ron on the show twice, and and I've been on his show as well, talking about my parents' divorce, so number six is a book that's also sold millions of copies by a guy named Emerson Egrix. The book is called Love and Respect. Again, this should be in every guy's library, in my opinion, and in this book, he talks about how men speak a blue language. It's a more linear, direct language. Women speak a pink language, which is more uh, circumnavigational, if that's the right word. Uh, more, It's more divergent, I guess you could say. Uh, it's more um, implied, where men are more direct. He talks about this different communication style. And he, if we don't learn to speak this style, we get into what he calls a crazy cycle. And what he, what he talks about in his book is this, that men, our default is to respect. We default to respect. Women default to love. They're, they look, 
they, their bodies are built to love, uh, you know, to hold babies, to nurse babies. Uh, they have more body fat percentage. They're made to, you know, to, for comfort. You know, this is how women are made. We're made different. And so a woman will always default back to communicating love. A man will default back to communicating respect. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 5 and the household codes, Paul tells the men five times in like, Ten, less than 10 verses to love their wives. He never tells a wife to love her husband. He tells her at the end of the passage to respect her husband. And this is strategic on the part of God, the Holy Spirit, and Paul. <laughs> uh, and it's this, that guys, that's our default. So we need to learn to do what comes unnatural for us, which is to love our wives. And the wives need to learn what comes unnatural to them, which is to respect their husbands. And if we don't do that, if Shanna doesn't respect me, I get angry and frustrated, and I stop loving her. And when I stop loving her, she continues to disrespect me, and it creates this crazy cycle. And so to get out of the crazy cycle, we have to learn to love and respect. That's the title of the book. Wonderful, wonderful book. Number seven is a book by John Elders called Wild at Heart. If I were to rank these books in descending order from uh, least to greatest, this would probably be number two. Uh, number one is is a book that I'm going to talk about in our next podcast. But this book, While at Heart, is a book that I read as a 31-year-old man, and I've read it five times since. And it is so refreshing to learn from Eldridge these three... The, the heart of the book is really these three core passions of a man. And the passions are, he has every man has an adventure to live, a battle to fight, and a beauty to rescue. And honestly... Just an outstanding, outstanding book written by a authentic, real person, and really celebrate uh, John and what he did with that book. Number eight is a book called Red Hot Monogamy by Bill and Pam Farrell, and the reason this book makes my top list is because Bill and Pam do an excellent job of just empowering couples to have a strong sex life. You know, statistically, Dale the couples that report the strongest most satisfying sex life lives are monogamous christian couples and there there's so many reasons why that I'm not going to unfold they do a great job in their book but i just want to say that man and i i would put my 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 marriage in that midst we have a wonderful wonderful sex life we have for 30 years of marriage it's only getting stronger and what i would say is this bill and pam empower Christian couples to go for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, you just got to read this. There's a couple of things in the book where I scratched my head and said, I can't believe I read this in a Christian book, but it's amazing. You'll love that book. Guys, hey, we're going to do parts two of this series. Uh, it will be up uh, for you guys next week. But Dale, what's up, man? Take us home. Hey, guys, head on over to minandarena.org and join our program. And while you're there, get your free copy of Jim's book, Tell Them What Great Fathers Tell Their Sons and Daughters. Until next time, feel the wet sand on the arena floor, hear the deafening roar of the crowd, taste the sweetness of victory, smell the stench of battle, get in the game, get dirty, grind it out, and be a man.
You've been listening to the Men in the Arena podcast. If you hunger to be your best version, then join thousands of men from around the world in our Men in the Arena forum on Facebook. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of biblical manhood. Make sure to explore our website at menintheArena.org, sign up for the weekly equipping blast, and take advantage of our many free resources designed to help you become your best version of a man. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. Remember, when a man gets it, Everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men's from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.